you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, it's Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, with my guy, Michael F. Florio. Four weeks into the season, we have a better idea of how teams and players are operating, and there are some guys maybe we have some concerns about. So we're going to go to the concern-o-meter, or the, maybe the concern-o-meter, depending on uh, how you decide to pronounce it, uh, and talk about our, our worry level with some of these guys. So let's start with James Cook. Everything seems like it's okay with James Cook. Uh, week four, he actually got some goal line carries. Like, that was great. He got one target. That was not great. He also played a season-low 39% of snaps. Uh, look, Damian Harris, uh, Latavius Murray, they're still getting opportunities. Where is your concern level for James Cook right now? It's still pretty low, and I know I was the James Cook one of the, I mean, we both were, but I, I like James Cook a lot coming into the season. Part of this, I think, was just something with the matchup. The Bills liked their big running backs in this. And I think part of it is that they were blowing out the Dolphins and didn't have to use him. Still finished as a top 15 running back on the week and is right now your RB12, despite only having one touchdown. Uh, I'm still rolling with James Cook everywhere I have him. I'm not super worried. I just want, I want to have it all. Maybe I'm greedy, right? Like, first he gets all these targets, but no goal line carries. Last week he gets goal line carries and like very few targets. Why can't we have both? Why can't we do that, Sean McDermott? I, that's all I want. Why can't we have both? Por que no los dos? That's all I want to know. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I'm generally pretty not worried about James Cook. Darren Waller, the Giants. Here's the thing about them. They're bad. Darren Waller has three games with just three catches this season. In week four, he had a target in we, he had a target in the first quarter. Didn't see any other targets until the fourth quarter. How concerned are we with Darren Waller? I am Definitely concerned, and I, I've accepted the fact that I don't think he is going to live up to the lofty expectations that I had for him coming into this season. That being said, I'm not concerned enough where I can get away from him because even despite the slow start, he's the tight end 12 right now on the year. Tight end has been an it's been worse than we imagined. Like yeah. it has been a wasteland. The only places I can sit Darren Waller are the leagues where I was able to pair him with Sam Laporta. Besides that, he is my best option and probably a lot of your guys. Plus, they get the Dolphins this week. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a whole bunch. They are going to have to throw the ball a whole bunch. Uh, hopefully they can protect Daniel Jones because they did not do that at all last week against Seattle. I'm very concerned about Darren Waller because I'm afraid that this is going to be what it is. Like maybe it gets slightly better, but I'm with you. It's not going to be what we hoped it was going to be. So I, I have concerns. Um, just throw them on the pile with the rest of the tight ends who have disappointed us so far through the first month of the season. Calvin Ridley in week one, he had eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. In all the other games he's played combined... Eight catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. So basically what he has done weeks two through four is essentially what he did in week one. How concerned are we about Calvin Ridley? Oh, I am concerned. And, and it's funny because all three of these guys that we started with were like my guys coming into the <laughs> season. Um, Calvin Ridley, I'm look, caught a touchdown last week. I was hyped. But then 
I was here and doing the Sunday morning show and everything. And when I looked at the box score, I was like, he had how many targets? Just two? <laughs> and Christian Kirk had 13? Like, I definitely thought it would be inverted, like, right now. Uh, I still think Calvin Ridley, the upside is probably too high for you to get away. But he is not a wide receiver one. If anything, he's closer to a wide receiver three than a one right now. I think, I mean, like, I'm, I'm concerned, but I can tell myself a story that maybe... Maybe our concern comes from us overhyping Calvin Ridley. That the one thing we kept saying is that, man, there's a lot of people they got to get involved, right? They got Ridley. They've got Christian Kirk. Zay Jones has been hurt the last couple of weeks, so he hasn't really been involved. Evan Ingram is there. They've got Travis Etienne who can run the football for them. There were a lot of places to go, and we were worried about how that was going to affect it. But I think we saw a couple of training camp videos about Calvin Ridley, and we were like, let's go to the moon! (laughs) Uh, And so I think – there is some concern, but I think more than anything for me, this is just sort of remembering what the pitfalls potentially were of drafting Calvin Ridley and understanding that there are going to be some big weeks to come. They're just going to be sort of hard to predict. And I think that's that's the thing that we have to worry about with him. Him him, and, and Kirk have been splitting big yeah. game like target wise. So this week he could easily be the top. Target. It could be the Calvin Ridley week this week. Who knows? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Fewer than 65 scrimmage yards in three straight games. The Patriots offense looks awful. How concerned are we about Ramondre? Very. And I have a decent amount of Ramondre, not because I was like bullish on him, but because I was like, hey, an RB1 in round four? Yeah, I'll I'll take that all day. And it has not worked out. He's yet to run for 60 yards in a game. And in the last three weeks, he has not cleared more than 10 receiving yards. And that is so concerning because last year, the pass game usage is what made him an RB1. Now he gets the Saints who are stingy. Zeke Elliott isn't taking a whole bunch of work away. But in the favorable game scripts, when they have a lead or playing a close game, that is when he eats into the workload. And that could be the case this week. There's definitely some mission creep with Ezekiel Elliott where he's starting to close that gap. Like it's not... They're not neck and neck, but the gap is starting to close. I mean, you talk about Ramondre Stevenson and his use in the passing game. And look, it's sort of understandable when you got guys like Randy Moss and Wes Welk. Wait, and Julian Edelman. No. Yeah, I don't know why they're not using Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson in the passing game. I can't figure it out. I mean, when you're running out the Kendrick Bournes and the Demario Douglases of the world, why you're not getting Ramondre Stevenson more involved, I can't quite figure it out. But I am very concerned because Stevenson's not really producing much of anything. The Patriots as an offense are not moving the football. I've had a lot of people tell me that this is a buy-low opportunity, and I, from your lips to the fantasy gods' ears, I hope that really is the case. But until the Patriots' offense shows signs of life – this might be what it is with Ramondre Stevenson. I, I love that you named all of their like uh, their receivers, and Juju wasn't one of them. Like, <laughs> I forgot. That's how bad forgot, it's been. I forgot Juju was there. <laughs> <sighs> he's just John. He's just John Smith now. He, he should have to go play this season under that. Name. He should just be John Smith Schuster now. Like that's that's who you are now. Like until you start producing, you can't be Juju anymore. <laughs> um, Miles Sanders. He is the RB one at least on paper there in Carolina, but in Week Four. He saw fewer snaps and fewer carries than Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Now, mind you, he was dealing with a bit of a groin injury. What is your concern level for Miles Sanders? High. Very high. Um, Like you said, more snaps, more carries, and more routes ran, which is funny because Miles Sanders is like top three in running back targets. And if he loses that, it's, I mean, I don't even know if you could start this guy right now. I don't even think it's all his fault. 
teams are just loading the box because no one is fearing this Panthers pass attack right now. And it's making life very, very difficult. Like every highlight you're seeing right here of Miles Sanders, he's running into a wall of defenders. Yeah. Like he has no space to operate right now. So I, I don't think it's fully his fault, but it doesn't matter for fantasy. Like I, I am benching him for the second straight week in a league where I drafted him. It's sort of telling when you have to make two or three juke moves behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And that's kind of where <laughs> Miles Sanders is right now. Here's the thing. I am very concerned about Miles Sanders. I think the saving grace is that for all the work that Chuba Hubbard got in week four, he wasn't really much better. Nope. You know, so if anything, that sort of keeps Sanders in a job right now. But I talked about how bad the Patriots offense is. The Panthers offense might be worse right now. They can't move the ball. Uh, you talked about the passing game. I mean, Adam Thielen has had a couple of nice weeks. But beyond that, there's no there are no pass catchers uh, that are worth having there in Carolina. So. I'm very worried, and I don't think you can play Miles Sanders, but I do think in the end they're going to look around and be like, hey, you're still the best man for the job here in the backfield. Panthers should should get on the phones and call the Bengals if they keep struggling and be like, hey, is T. Higgins available? Right? They need a water receiver. Even Tyler Boyd, just somebody, man. Just make a move. Come on, Panthers. How about your young quarterback, please? We're going to talk about the Bengals. Talk about a whole bunch of other games as we finish off the Week 5 slate. That's coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Bengals leave the jungle, head to the desert to take on the Cardinals. We talked about Joe Burrow and his gimpy calf right now. Uh, you got to pick one to start. Josh Dobbs, Joe Burrow, where are you going? This, I would have been fired if I said this <laughs> coming into the year. I am starting Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow right now. Josh Dobbs is playing really good football. He has ran for 40 or more yards in three straight games. He's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game in that span and twice has gone over that number. Joe Burrow hasn't eclipsed 17 in a game this year. He is averaging single digits per game. He has three games without a passing touchdown, and he can give you zero mobility. Look, I know he's a big name, and that the matchup might suck you back in. Josh Josh Dobbs hasn't thrown an interception. He's playing really well. I'm going with him. You would have been fired in part because Josh Dobbs didn't even sign with the Cardinals until like the week before (laughs) their first game. People would have been like, what are you doing? He's not even on a roster. But I'm with you. I think you're starting Josh Dobbs. These are guys that he has more fantasy points than. Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott. These are players he has more rushing yards than. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Josh Allen. Whew. Week three, he scored 17 points against the Cowboys. Week four, he scored 21 points against the 49ers. Those are two of the toughest defenses he's going to face all year, and he had very good games. Uh, we talked about Joe Burrow and all the things that are sort of wrong right now in Cincinnati. I think I think it's an easy call at this point to go with Josh Dobbs uh, against against the, uh, the Bengals. Eagles and Rams. We'll see if Cooper Cup plays. He's trying to work his way back. If he does go, is he a must-start? I think so. I, I know... It's a lot like Jonathan Taylor, where unless we hear that he is on a snap count and not going to play the full allotment, I think you just have to go ahead and start him. One, four teams are on by, wide receivers, there's some injuries there and such. But 
there's, I mean, what are you going to play a streamer or something over him? Like you've been waiting this long for Cooper Cup. The upside is so high. If he plays for the Rams, I I would be starting him. Even if he's limited in snaps, you don't think Matthew Stafford's going to go his way a number of times trying to get him back in? He's he's got his boy back, right? I mean, the stories early <laughs> in the season, buddy. his yeah, you know, he's his stories early in the season were that you know Matthew Stafford he was like he was like Eric Cartman in that episode of, of South Park. How do I reach these kids? Like they're all looking at their phones. They don't know what to say to him. He's got Cooper Cup back, even if. Cup only plays, you know, half the snaps. He's going to get a lot of targets. If Cup plays for the Rams, he plays for you. Jets at the Broncos, because the schedule makers said so. <laughs> uh, look, all jokes aside, Zach Wilson played very good, uh, good football last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos, their defense is awful. Do we trust the Jets in this one? Who would you consider putting in your lineup? There's two Jets I would consider starting this week. It is Brees Hall, who I'm close to saying is a must-start this week, and then Garrett Wilson. And the reason I'm so excited about Brees Hall is he led the Jets' backfield in every category last week, opportunity-wise. And then they came out today and said, that's it. No more snap count for him. He's getting a Broncos team that has allowed the most rushing touchdowns, over 100 more rushing yards than any other team to running backs this season. They're also top two in receiving yards and catches allowed. Oh, and every running back who has faced them has scored at least 22 fantasy points. Like, he's a must-start. And Garrett Wilson put up pretty good numbers last week, all things considered. Given the matchup, I think you start him. I think you definitely are starting those guys. I'm going to make sure this is on. Let me tap the mic, make sure it's on. Zach Wilson is a sleeper this week against the Denver Broncos. I'm just telling you. I'm not telling you you're going to start him as like a QB1, but certainly if you're in a 2QB format, a super flex, you got to look at starting Zach Wilson. And I thought about this during the week. I thought about on Sunday during the day. Like, do I consider him to be a sleeper? And I was very, very nervous about it. And then I saw him against the Chiefs. Looked like he was figuring some things out, getting the ball out quickly, getting his guys involved. And I'm like... He's playing the Broncos, and the Broncos haven't stopped. Any. The Broncos right now couldn't stop a nosebleed. I think you can use Zach Wilson as a sleeper quarterback this week. This is going to come back and bite me. I know next week I'm going to sit here and have to apologize for it, but for now, I'm sticking to it. All if, right. If Zach Wilson plays well against the Broncos, it means you can start whoever you can start faces anybody against the Broncos every single week. If Zach Wilson goes off, you can start everybody against the Broncos. Uh, Chiefs at the Vikings. Both the quarterbacks coming off of poor games, both Mahomes and Kirk Cousins having poor games. Uh, we know Travis Kelsey is going to be fine. He had six for 60. It was kind of meh for, for Travis Kelsey. But what about the wide receivers? Are any of them usable in fantasy? Look, I'm not telling you this guy's a must-start or anything, but I'm excited for Rasheed Rice. He is becoming everything that I was hoping Kadarius Toney could be uh, coming into this season. And last week... He ran the third most routes on the Chiefs, and he tied Travis Kelsey for the most targets on the team. He's been targeted on 37% of his routes, and I think he could. this could be the week where he fully blossoms into that receiver they've been searching for, that number one that Mahomes could rely on. The Vikings allow a ton of yards to wide receivers. So peel behind the curtain here right like sometimes when we write columns and we do pods and some some of the things we do are just kind of for us and sometimes we're just <laughs> playing games with ourselves one of the games i've been playing this year in my sleepers column which you can find at nfl.com slash sleepers is spinning the roulette wheel of chiefs wide receivers to see who will be a sleeper one week i went with justin watson he was all right uh i've, I've tried a couple other guys. i'm going with Kadarius tony i'm taking a page out of the florio book and I think this might be a Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I know. I'm look. I'm just as surprised as you are. I think this could be a Kadarius Tony week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, look, 
the thing is, he doesn't play a ton of snaps, but when he's out there, they seem to really emphasize getting him the football. He just has to stay healthy. He has to make it through a game, and he has to get a decent number of snaps. And I think this is a week they can do that. The Chiefs or the, the Vikings have given up a lot of catches, maybe not a lot of yards. They've given up a lot of catches, though, to wide receivers. The Chiefs just want to get the ball in Tony's hands and let him work. So I think maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. It's going to be the week because I finally dropped him in our Fantasy Live League. There it is. Lock it in. It's Kadarius Tony week. <laughs> Sunday night football. Maybe the game. No, I'm not saying maybe. It is the game of the week on paper. The Cowboys at the 49ers. This feels like when I was you know, a kid like in, in high school or in college, when the 49ers and Cowboys played, you had a feeling that the winner of that game was probably going to host the NFC Championship game. I know the Eagles are involved. Just roll with the analogy right now. Um, Cowboys and 49ers. Debo Sam has been a little bit banged up. George Kittle has been underwhelming. What is your concern level with those guys? I'm concerned with each. I'm far more concerned with George Kittle. It's been an up and down start for Debo Samuel. He, I don't believe, had a ca- yeah. He did not have a target last week. I yeah. think, which is very very concerning. He had a couple of carries though. I think. Yeah, like it, we need to just put this to bed. Brandon Ayuk is the wide receiver one there. He is the top target there. Kudos to you, Marcus. You've been on Brandon Ayuk for years now. Yeah. And it's it's coming to fruition. It pays off. He, he is leading in every category there, receiving-wise, despite missing a game. George Kittle, meanwhile, has one game with over six fantasy points this year. He had one catch last week, and his lone good game came when Brandon Ayuk was out. So my concern is if, if Ayuk and Debo and Christian McCaffrey are all healthy, can we even start George Kittle in fantasy? I, I think he's quickly should be joining that Waller, Pitts, Goddard group that we're like, these guys are just names right now, not production. Yeah, I mean, really, it's been interesting because last year, Purdy and Kittle seemed like they had kind of a connection, but this year just doesn't seem to be there at all. It's been a lot of Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey taking so many of the targets. Very worried about George Kittle, especially because, look, when they need to, they just use him as a sixth offensive lineman, and they may need to this week against Micah Parsons in that Dallas pass rush. They may need to keep him in to sort of help out and protect Brock Purdy a little bit. Not as worried about Debo. I think last week what you saw was a, a little bit of him just being banged up and the Niners kind of taking it easy. So I think Debo's going to get his. He's never going to be what he was a couple of years ago when he was that 49er offense. They just don't need him to be. And so I don't think he's going to be that. But I think in the long term, he's still probably a low-end wide receiver too, and I think he's going to be fine there. Monday Night Football, the Packers at the Raiders. You reminded me that this is a Devontae Adams revenge game. Uh, Can we trust the Packers in fantasy football right now? I think so. I I know it was rough last week because Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were so limited and a lot of you guys started them. But I think just having them out healthy and them not getting hurt and then having that 10-day layoff or 11-day layoff because they're not playing until Monday – is best case scenario for them. I am anticipating both of them to get close to, if not their normal amount of work. Jordan Love, we talked about it on Monday. He has been playing maybe not the best real-life football. He's playing good football, but it doesn't matter for fantasy. He is putting up numbers, uh, over 20 fantasy points in three straight, and the Raiders are a match uh, defense that we look to stream against. So, yeah, I think you can start your Packers. I think you start a lot of Packers this week. I'll say this. People who love the law and sausage and Jordan love fantasy points should watch neither of them being made because it's not really pretty. (laughs) Uh, The end result looks kind of nice, but the process of getting there is sort of frustrating. But 
look, we can do all sorts of analysis, or I could just say Raiders, because that defense has been very friendly for fantasy offenses. So Raiders. Although, look, I think, uh, you know, regardless of who the quarterback is, as long as Devontae Adams is healthy, he's going to get fed this week. Oh, yeah. So. I, I mean, like, how much revenge do you could, I mean, like, 30? just all of it, right? And I don't care if it's Garoppolo. I know he's still in concussion protocol. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer, if they bring Jim Plunkett out of retirement. Like, I don't care. Like, they're just going to feed Devontae Adams the football. Uh, he should have had happen. a touchdown last week. Should have had a touchdown. Josh McDaniel. I know we're, late. We're, we're, we're running low on time. But look, two weeks ago, they, they take all this time off the clock. Only to kick a couple of field goals in a game they were down by two scores. This past week, Devontae Adams scores a touchdown. Instead of taking their time to get a review, he rushes up to the line yep. of scrimmage and runs another play. I don't. Josh McDaniels makes my brain itch. That's all I know about that. That's all I know. All right. It's time to see who will deliver. Presented by Uber Eats. Who do you got this week? Devon Achan, the RB1 for the last two weeks. And I know he's been playing great, but... Last week, he ran for over 100 yards despite only carrying the ball eight times. He has been used as their goal line runner. He is heavily involved in the passing game. And now they are playing the Giants, who have really struggled against running backs this year. They've allowed over 450 yards to the position through four games, five rushing touchdowns. And this is a game where the Dolphins will be playing with a lead, which means instead of eight carries, he could get 15, maybe more. And we know the upside is sky high with him. Love Devon HN this week. I also love Josh Jacobs this week going against the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. We have seen Jacobs steadily improving as the weeks have gone along. We have seen the rushing production steadily improving, but maybe even more impressive is how he's being used in the passing game. You want to know which running back has the most targets this year? It's not Christian McCaffrey. It's Josh Jacobs. That is how they are using him right now. He is second only to B. John Robinson in receiving yards among running backs. So he's been as big a part of the passing game literally as anybody on that roster. And regardless of who the quarterback is, there's two places they're going with the ball. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. The Packer run defense has not been good. This is a big blow-up spot coming for Josh Jacobs. That was Who Will Deliver, presented by Uber Eats, where you can get almost, almost anything. The official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL, order now. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, one day, you're going to make the onions cry. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.